For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Andy Cohen, professor of geosciences at the University of Arizona, who has been leading programs to use sediments from lake beds in Africa to study how changes in climate affected human origins. How can a lake bed sediment tell you about the climate? Lake sediments are much like uh, people may be familiar with uh, looking at tree rings to understand past climates. Lake sediments, we read them like a book. Layers of mud get laid down each year, year after year, on the bottom of a lake. And they're an archive of information that collects things like pollen from trees or geochemical signals from what the lake is doing. And the great thing about the lake beds it, for, for getting climate records is that every year, year in and year out, they're recording these, this information. So what we've done with this uh, large international project is collect these records from old lake beds that are in very close uh, proximity to some of the important fossil human sites, archaeological sites and places where some of the important fossil bone discoveries have been made in the uh, African Rift Valley in particular. So we've been working in Kenya and Ethiopia to get this kind of information to provide a context for understanding the environment that humans evolved in over the last few million years. How far back in time do these records go? The records that we've collected so far go back about three and a half million years. And the, the full range of the hominins, the group of uh, organisms and fossils, our, our near relatives and ancestors, goes back about six million years in Africa. Uh, so we, uh, we've, we take up a portion of that, not the entire record, but we really targeted certain really interesting time periods when key events, what we call critical intervals uh, of human evolution, have occurred. And by looking at those in multiple places, in uh, multiple time periods, we can take kind of a historical experiment approach to see what happened, whether there was a relationship between, say, the climate getting drier or getting more variable and particular events in human origins. How many lakes have you been working on? How many countries? Oh, geez. I, I have probably worked in almost all of the African rift lakes and ancient lakes by this point. I've been working out there uh, since the late 1970s. I won't say it's postage stamp collecting, but it's, uh, it's, it's become kind of a hobby to, uh, and a, maybe an obsession to eventually visit every single one of those lakes. One of the interesting results I've heard coming from your work was a study of whether a supervolcano in Indonesia, Toba, 75,000 years ago, had an effect on the climate in East Africa, something that people had been speculating about. How did you address that? Uh, we learned a number of years ago that this uh, super eruption, the Mount Toba eruption in, in Sumatra and in Indonesia, some 75,000 years ago, it's the largest known eruption uh, of the last two million years. About 30 years ago, some archaeologists began to speculate that the timing of that was suspiciously similar to uh, what we were learning about from molecular genetics was a time that we thought there might be a bottleneck or a, a, a constriction in the size of human populations. Uh, well, maybe this eruption was the cause of this extreme reduction in human populations in Africa. Uh, a number of my colleagues found the, the, uh, the volcanic ash from that eruption in the Malawi core, and we realized if the uh, anthropologists who uh, proposed this idea were right, we would expect to see uh, an enormous environmental uh, disturbance at that time affecting 
the landscape, the trees, uh, which would be recorded in things like the pollen or the charcoal, where there would be fires. But also um, the, the hypothesis, the Toba hypothesis, argued that uh, a volcanic winter would have ensued from this super eruption and cooled down the climate by uh, many degrees. And? And not much happened. Uh, and that was uh, a, a, something that uh, uh, stirred up a lot of pots. A lot of people didn't like to hear that. But in fact, uh, what we saw with the lake is that uh, there wasn't much evidence that the uh, environment cooled. Normally, if the lake had cooled significantly, these deep tropical lakes are highly layered so that the surface waters don't mix with the deep waters. If you cool down that surface water, you do the same thing that happens in a lake uh, in the temperate parts of the U.S. Uh, in the fall where it, it turns over and mixes completely, and that would have happened. So the idea that this could have driven a major collapse in, in uh, human populations or driven uh, out of Africa scenarios of people migrating, it just doesn't really hold up. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.